He's going down in Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Years ago. He's going down in you can play it again. Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street. No. No, not literally speaking. Not literally speaking. We are going to win. So uh, this was, uh, he's referring to Donald Trump. This is before the fraudulent election. And so number one, President Trump is going to Texas today, not June 19th. Juneteenth is about emancipation. Number three, the massacre, the quote unquote massacre was in Oklahoma. And the reason that he didn't know anything was twofold. Number one, he doesn't know anything about anything. Number two, this whole Juneteenth thing is just brand new and made up, and so he, he, he wasn't up to snuff on how they're going to spin this this hogwash. So, um, I don't know. You say he don't know anything about anything. I mean, he knows how to lie, cheat, steal. Uh, rape, plunder, pillage, kill. Well, no, Hillary's kill. Yeah. Uh, and he, I, I never saw pictures when he was perving the young girl uh, a couple weeks ago, like the nine-year-old with the barrettes in her hair. She looks like she's 19, man. There's pictures of her now circulating, so it's like the meme is him. And with the quote, and then it shows the girl. It's so, so disturbing. Is that the one that you sent today? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's it. So, um, but when you're being inundated with all the the Juneteenth stuff, which the Juneteenth itself, since it's a brand new celebration, there are actually a lot of shootings over the uh, Juneteenth holiday. So, that's odd, but I don't... And then there was actually... um, some this is from Daily Mail. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is awesome. Multiple women were seen twerking, <laughs> twerking on the top of an ambulance in Lake Merritt in Oakland, California, on Saturday night as paramedics attempted to make their way through to the scene of a shooting in which one person was killed and at least seven others were wounded. I'm sorry. The ambulance was stopped in its tracks by the crowd, which was said to be around a thousand strong as people gathered to celebrate Juneteenth after it was declared a federal holiday. As the ambulance arrived at the scene, the revelers continued to party with no apparent regard for the seriousness of the situation that just occurred nearby. When the ambulance could go no further, at least five women began twerking. <laughs> twerking at the side while another pair jumped on the hood. <laughs> Of the emergency vehicle. You know, oh, does it continue? At least least one person was spotted on top of the roof at one point. And then as a side note, the writer says, if I get shot, please don't twerk on my ambulance, thanks. (laughs) So, yeah, there was a a video, but it was too hard to find in the feed. But if you look here, there is a woman in... Uh, basically what equates to a, a torn like or a, a cut off jean thong twerking on the uh, the hood of the ambulance Juneteenth good stuff <laughs> I can dig it, it yeah, when, because- dude, when, when you say literally and you're wrong 
And if I do that, don't hold it to me. But I'm not the president, so <laughs> neither is he. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they said that they had to go to Texas and tell them because you know back then it took yeah. so long for the messages and things to get. And they never made it to California. They just stopped at Texas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just thought I just really wanted to do all that to uh, cover the twerking story. It, it was my favorite story that I think we've ever covered. Uh, which, on a side note, uh, we are one short today. Rex is on vacation because, for some reason, people on this show think that they deserve downtime from their regular jobs and this job. I I don't understand. I don't see it that way. So uh, we're going to do short and sweet this evening. We're actually on a, uh, a weeknight here, and then we'll uh, post this. So we didn't want to have a delay because there are some other things going on this weekend. So we'll be back to our regular schedule the week after. And as always, if you guys have any uh, articles you'd like us to cover, Info at Common Man's Common Sense. Like our podcast. Com. Review our podcast. Vote us up. Or, hey, you know what, dude? If you don't like us, can you can you downvote? No, that's impossible. You can only upvote. Good. Yeah. We don't need you negative Nellies. <laughs> no, I guess they could give one ba- star. Or bagging on us hard for talking about you know transvestite issues and using words you don't like. So, um, but like in the same... pontificate? Yes monstrosity pontificate um and we have an update since we're on the uh juneteenth and the the race stuff which there was plenty of this week and it's only been just a few days since our our last uh foray um a new york and this is on uh, gateway pundit um a new york based psychiatrist who and i use that loosely who recently told a yale audience that she fantasizes about shooting white people in the head then claimed her comments were taken out of context hmm (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah. okay has now declared that all white people all these are awesome all white people are psychopaths dr aruna kilani kilanani kilanani i love you look dude pull it up bear with me we, we got it we're gonna get to the bottom of this that is kilanani she Whoa. looks totally sane she does not look like toucan sam <laughs> from the fruit loops package uh, go down just a tick. Oh, well, there's her name there. Kilanani. Kilanani. Sound it out. Anybody else? No. Boom. Accepted. So, uh, Dr. Kilanani initially made waves when she said during a speech at Yale that she had fantasies of, quote, unloading a revolver into, in, into the head of any white person that got in my way, then burying their body with her bloody hands. So, here's the exact quote. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way, burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world a blanking favor. Wow, <clears throat> killing Nanny almost sounds like a terrorist. Yeah. Yes. But do you think it's because her name's Killing Nanny? Maybe she thinks white people are nannies. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> We keep forgetting that directly talking about race with white people is a waste of our breath, Killinani also said during the talk. We are asking a demented, violent predator who thinks that they are a saint or a superhero to accept responsibility. It ain't going to happen. They have five holes in their brain. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. Audio of Killinani's lecture dubbed The Psychopathic Problem of the White Mind can be heard here. And on Gateway Pundit, you can find this. Uh... Kilinani went on to claim that her statement was taken out of context. However, she has now doubled down hard during an interview on Thursday with Black News Tonight. The host, Dr. Mark Lamont Hill, who's as much of a doctor as Jill. Uh, and Hell of a doctor! Yeah. Is a Temple University professor who was fired by CNN for anti-Semitic remarks. How does that make you feel, Reverso? Because you're white and Jewish. Jewish. 
Yeah, you mean that's a double? That's a double offense, though. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I see are you saying. are you doubly offended? Quadruply offended. Would it be fair to say, based on your expertise, expertise that white people are expertise psychopathic? He'll ask. I think so. Yeah, Killinani answered. I think that there's many lies. The level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism. We're just used to it. She added, every time that you steal a country, you loot, you say you've discovered something. I mean, this level of lies is actually part of history. We don't say that we killed all these people. We got rid of all the Native Americans. Not true. We say we discovered America. You, you don't talk about the level of death. You don't talk about... You know what, dude? I think I got my point about this, this idiot. I really didn't know where... I, 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 after reading her, her diatribe... I'm not sure where I want to go with it because my brain hurts from the level of stupidity. <laughs> that, uh, but I can tell you this: those stupid words were were taken out of context. Don't you agree? No. Oh, what do you think? You think she meant that? Uh one hundred percent. True card is up next. True card. What is true card? True name. I was saying true card. This is not an advertisement. For us, anyway. For transgender people, a secure payment doesn't mean protecting yourself from someone buying sneakers with your card. No, if you're transgender, a secure payment means paying for something without being judged, questioned, disrespected, humiliated, harassed, even assaulted, simply because the name on your card doesn't match how you identify. This is about more than just keeping a card safe. It's about keeping us safe. True Name by MasterCard. The first card that allows you to display your chosen name because that's who you truly are. Uh, <laughs> so dude, uh, that that was a video of what looked to be like a short Asian biological male buying uh, a bag of chips and a drink, and it looked like shaving cream at a convenience store. I, I mean, I don't know where... <laughs> How many magical encounters like that take place? I mean, where the clerk was mad. Did you see that, though? Like, the, clerk, the, the white clerk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The straight white clerk was angry, but then he got the card, and it had whatever that thing's chosen name was, and then he was happy. And then it was like magic. Did you see that? So MasterCard. Oh, yeah, the music told me it was magic, too. Yeah, but like what a magical interchange at the convenience store with a line full of, Like that clerk doesn't give a sh Like that clerk wants to get you rang up and get to the people behind you and get you all out of there. Nobody's paying attention to you, dude. How many transgendered people went to a convenience store to buy a bag of chips and got treated like crap? Nobody. What is this nonsense? You keep feeding us crap. It's, none of this is even real, dude. So you made this. Where do you actually hand the card to anybody nowadays with chip readers and everything that you swipe? Who actually sees the name on your card? That Nazi clerk. And see, he was going to go off on a like a, a race, like a racist rampage, sexist. What? What? What would you? A transphobic yeah. rampage. But then they protected him. That or well, I just don't want to misgender. They protected. They. They. They protected they by... But isn't that kind of a, a huge misnomer, true name? They just said There's it nothing wasn't. more false. Yeah, because you just said that's not your real name. Yeah. What the hell is this? 
<laughs> Sounds <laughs> great for like thieves and everything else. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal your your credit card. And if I get caught, I'm just going to tell them, dude, you guys are transphobic, man. You can't arrest me, dude. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a tranny. I'm going to get a card with your name on it. That would be cool, too. Yeah, why not? Because with true name, you can. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll get a card that says Donald J. Trump on it. It's like everything else, though. Like, everything is backwards. Nothing's real. Everything that they do and say, the opposite is always, like, true name. Like, What? You, the program should have a more apropos name, like the trans card. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like somebody can. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, what do you uh, pull that list back up? We have Kamala Harris, and this is kind of a short one here um, because there's a lot of new stuff that you're about to start seeing about the, the you know taking the vaccine because they they've never let off that push. But it, I guess that it was kind of. Um, dwindling down nobody's getting it like it's pretty much maxed out of the people are going to get it and so you have these two camps that they helped create because they initially politicized this and so uh i'll just let you hear her and her words uh, there it is and, I, and i'll signal when to stop that what to share with people when you're canvassing in your community to help address their legitimate concerns and needs. Can so you pause for example, that? if you knock on the door and someone says... Who the hell's canvassing to find out, you know what I'm saying, legitimate yeah. needs? Do you canvass your neighborhood? No, I don't. I don't live in a neighborhood. <laughs> I don't canvass my neighborhood, dude. And if you canvass my neighborhood and come to my door, I'm going to tell you to get the, off my lawn, dude. <laughs> because you're a friendly neighbor? No, dude. The, or I because do, you're a, a, a racist white hillbilly. No, because the last person, that, the, the last person that I, I kicked off my lawn because I have no soliciting signs was a probably a, a early twenties white kid that had come by like two weekends in a row. Like I've got cameras and everything, so um, it was just not only is it inconvenient because I have no soliciting. I don't. That's such an old, like outdated mode of. Um, sales. I know. Now you just use Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And so, dude, I, I don't need you at my house bothering me, dude. Like it says, no. so I, I said, dude, you do not see this sign? Well, I'm not soliciting. Then what are you doing? Oh, do you know your neighbors? Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, this is kind of, it's like a free advertisement. Nope. Hit the road, dude. Like, and he kept trying to talk like, dude, you're understanding. Hit the road, man. And he finally got the point and left. Like, so yeah. If you knocked on my door asking me about a vaccine, I'm going to drop a boot in your dude. So, golly, I would hate to come to your house as a kid trying to sell like candy no, bars that's different. or something. No, nah, that's different, dude. Like, no, like, that's different. Like, dude, yeah. when you're in your early 20s and it says no soliciting and you're trying to solicit me, dude, no, I didn't put this sign up because I wanted people to solicit me. You know what I'm saying? It's the same. Like, I thought you put it up because you just wanted to argue with somebody. No, dude. Okay, let me ask this. When you go to the store, and, um, you know, like baseball teams are outside, like hitting you up for money or, or anybody's out there, panhandlers. Dude, I'm trying to shop. If I, if I wanted to give you money or if I wanted to buy whatever it is you're selling, I would come find you. You don't need to come find me, especially at my house. My home's my castle. I didn't invite you here. You know what I'm saying? This is one of my, the home is one of the most intimate places. I didn't invite you here. Get out. 
Go away. And then not only did I not invite you, I have a sign that specifically says, don't do what you're doing, and you do it anyway. <laughs> Kick you in the vagina, dude. Anyway, let's go, Kamala. Let's get it. They don't have the time to get the vaccine because people are busy. They're trying to just make it through the day. Or they say that pharmacies are never open when they do have time. You have to pause again. I really got to break this down, dude, because I, I detest this woman, as most rational people do. People are busy. Trying to make it's like you're so there's so much condescension in everything that she says. Like, what kind of stupid statement is that? I know you're talking to people yeah. like they're children. People are busy. They're trying to make it to the day. Yeah, no. Well, we all know they're not busy working because the yeah. government's too busy sending them the free absolute, money. Well, oh, oh, that gets more rich in that vein. So hit it. Sorry. For- well, let's address that because now you can let them know that pharmacies across our country are keeping their doors open for 24 hours on Fridays in June, including today. Because we need to meet people where they are. Some folks are working two jobs. Some folks are working three jobs. Uh-huh. So let's hey, figure uh, out how if you can... meet them where they are, wouldn't that mean they don't go to the pharmacy? You would actually go to their house? <laughs> yes. You would be soliciting them door to door like she talked about. That's enough. No, nobody else wants to hear this this idiot uh, moron's voice for, for any, any longer than that. What a patronizing idiot, dude. And so this in conjunction with uh, Dr. Fraudchi in the same vein, Dr. Fauci, there's a headline on also the Gateway Pundit, Dr. Fauci, Fraudchi declares Delta variant of COVID-19, quote, the greatest threat to the United States. There is a video, but we don't want to hear his voice. I can do his voice for you. It's very accurate. Everybody loves it. Uh, <laughs> my impression is the greatest. People always laugh. <clears throat> I hate this guy's name, too. What a little worm of a pissant name. Dr. Fauci is now telling Americans that the, quote, Delta variant of COVID-19 is the greatest threat to the United States. The globalists are desperate. This is Gateway Pundit's words. So the globalists are desperate to keep the COVID hysteria going in order to convince people to take the experimental vaccine. The Democrat media complex won't stop talking about the Delta variant that supposedly came out of India and will soon spread like wildfire in the U.S. According to Fauci, the Delta variant now makes up 20% of all new cases of the China coronavirus up from 10% two weeks ago. Quote, similar to the situation in the UK, the Delta variant is currently the greatest threat in the U.S. to our attempt to eliminate COVID-19. But don't worry, the experimental vaccine will protect against the Delta variant, according to CDC Director Walensky. Quote, as worrisome as this Delta strain is with regard to its hypertransmissibility, our vaccines work. He said on Good Morning America, if you get vaccinated, you'll be protected against this Delta variant, she added. Hmm. Interesting. So my question would be who on earth, because his approval, even amongst Democrats is plummeted to the basement. Nobody's listening to you, dude. And so he had tried to defend himself. And it's funny because I think it was on the, I actually, I know it was on, um, uh, what is Hillary Clinton's ugly daughter's name? Chelsea. Yeah. (laughs) He, she was on uh, Hillary Clinton's Ugly Daughter's podcast. He was on uh, Hillary's Ugly Daughter's podcast. Does that mean? No, that's actually. She, yeah, she's a terrible That's person. your truth. It's okay. I, yeah. yeah, I just don't want people getting all up in arms. You know what I'm saying? I am talking about her physical appearance, just so there's no question. But she also has an ugly soul and personality, too, and a black heart, just like her mother. Absolutely. Her mother has no heart. No, so... Uh, the, the, he, he was on there on her show trying to defend himself, saying that if, if you, an attack on me is an attack on science. Really? What science? You know what I'm saying? 
what specific science is being attacked. And so they use just the, the generic term of science as a defense for so many things. And so it's just this almost a, a trigger word that you, you can't argue with anybody if, if there's, oh, this is based in science or, or you're attacking science. No. And so going back to the transgender stuff, like, can we apply, is that same standard applicable here? No, not in actual science. It's, it's not. I know if you follow the science, there's nothing more scientific going against what they're preaching right, right. now. It's, it's standard biology. Yeah. But of course, on the it, very basic level, but with all these things that we're seeing, it's a, a, a revision of not only history, but of, of common sense and quote unquote science. Like they're trying to like this stuff isn't malleable. It doesn't change. And so not only can these things not change, even if it was real and the science was accurate, which is totally not, there's no way that so many things could vary this widely, this fast. Everything, the historically, scientifically, everything, it's all BS. And so, and one of those things I was watching today that I don't have up to bat on this, but kind of in the same vein, they were talking about the rise in, in crime at uh, the uh, press meeting day with Jen Psaki. And so, of course, she's blaming that on just generic gun violence, even though it's the same... The, th- the 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 uh, rising crime is occurring in the same place that already have high crime rates to begin with, but also in the places that he defunded the, defunded the police. But now a lot of those places, or Los Angeles being one of them, is is reinstituting their budgets higher than they were before. Yes, I saw that. And so, yeah. but they're doing that quietly, by the way. Too funny how that works. Yeah, it's science. I don't know. I thought it was just kind of common man's common sense. Yeah. Well, she laughed. She she was at one point she was laughing about the, the you know, it's, it's just this jovial atmosphere with the left media and her, except for when uh, Peter Ducey from Fox News asks a question. Boy, she gets so angry and just hateful. She's just a little commie. She's just such a small person. But and for the people that can't see, I'm making the small insignia like the little micro can't see it holding between your fingers such a small person every, every up is up down is down this is this is bonkers man and, and so and i think at reverso didn't you say at your job that they're gonna offer how yeah. is it if you have a proof of a vaccine then you don't yeah. have to wear a mask at your job anymore yeah that's correct and so you guys have air conditioning throughout the entire facility so it's always pretty comfortable like the mask does, is not bothering you really to wear no, that's incorrect. Really? There's no air conditioning back where we work. I know. I was just trying to get you to talk. Yeah, so yeah, no. it's it, it's pretty miserable there. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and and then it's it's miserable enough as is. Then you got to for these ridiculously arbitrary reasons put on this mask that's covered in crap. This whole thing is just so bananas. But. I think that as far as people's reasonability and their willingness to, to put that on, I think we've came out the other side of that, dude. P- I, I, even even Democrats, whether they're limited or not, looking back now, no, that mask did nothing to protect you. Nothing at all. Nobody was protected by Yeah, but they'll never admit that. No. And so, but now, and I think everybody with a half a brain's question is, why are you guys so persistent on this vaccine? Um, which I, I would have to guess that, that one of the primary reasons is, is monetary. The Project Veritas deal from last week, which there was another one of today, which as of this recording hasn't aired yet, 
So, um, and it's funny because the one from today, the indica- it indicates the woman is, so she was talking about discrimination and she was the anchor. And again, like last week, this woman made the announcement that she was in talks with Project Veritas. She did that live, just like the lady did last week in Houston, if I'm not mistaken. And so, which that woman's whistleblower complaint was of, of a different nature. But what, she, what that woman was discussing specifically was part of what we were just talking about as far as the monetary connection. So she was saying that what they wanted to tell their viewers, like, and she's got this recorded. She's got her superiors re- on recorded telling her that they don't want her talking about, first, first and foremost, hydroxychloroquine, which reinforces the point that I made of how political the suppression of that information was for um, political damage to Donald Trump, which also proves, yet again, the Democrats were doing what they blame everyone, blamed him for. You were letting people die for political gain. Because if you go back and remember, Newsom and Cuomo both stated Trump has been great. They've, the, his administration has done everything they said they would do. Look it up. That's a guaranteed unequivocal fact. Take it to the bank. So when he was saying hydroxychloroquine, he was saying that because there were so many doctors, and there was there was a doctor in the Houston area, a black woman, in fact, um, u- using hydroxychloroquine to treat her patients t- with great success. And and that anchor w- talked about it on social media. They and they told her, "Don't post anything else like that. Stop talking about it." And so. What what she's and they're even on record saying the CEOs don't want that the advertisers don't want that and so she's talking about the connections because so many of these pharmaceutical companies and vaccine companies advertise they have they have to to, to do what they want because that's what their primary one of their primary sources of revenue there it is their primary source of revenue so they're beholden to the advertisers the advertisers don't want you saying that the CEO politically his leanings he doesn't want you saying that and so she outed all of that and so then now this week and again I, this one's her interview will release sometime this evening with uh, James O'Keefe the latest one and it's talking about the the double standard like at your job it's talking about the the benefits of uh of taking the vaccine so vac- people that have been vaccinated are getting preferential treatment on what grounds like dude it's so by de facto i mean they're forcing you if you want to remain employed to, to get this vaccine, it's, it's insanity. Yeah, absolutely. And wasn't there something just in the news about some university in Florida that put on there that you, in order to be enrolled, you had to have the vaccine and then it went public and they said, Oh, that was a mistake. And they started yeah, how backpedaling. Yeah. yeah. How uh, convenient. Rhodes university, I believe in Tennessee where um, Amy Coney Barrett graduated from, if you go without a vaccine, you have to pay $1,500 if you want to be enrolled without the vaccine. And, and so what is the, what's That's the purpose of the 50? Oh. That is for to cover the cost of you constantly being tested by the school. For oh, I figured that was for, like, the advertisers and stuff. Why do they have to keep testing you? That, that's just that's, – it's, it's ridiculousness, dude. But so that's our uh, – be a look. Uh, so, so the new variant, the new variant's much more transmissibility. That's science. An attack on me, if you're mocking my voice, is an attack on science. That, but and just look. I don't want to wear out my welcome with Bernie, but I want to differentiate that that is not Bernie Sanders. Is anybody confused about this? This is Dr. Fauci. I and right now, since I'm doing him, I, they're kind of somewhat close. They are. Yeah. But they're actually. 
all the Americans can afford to pay for everyone else's health care. So that's the difference. But that's the difference between the two. Okay, let's hear Fauci again. <laughs> okay, an attack on—I'd say it's hard now. An attack on me is an attack on science. An attack on him is an attack on science. That's the, is that a, is that the even your facial expressions and hand movements and gestures are, are different uh, yeah. amongst the characters. Well, you have to you, look, dude. You have to get you have to get into character, man. Uh, so uh, and I know everybody's like burnout. Uh, just changing topics here. Uh, we're about to, to wrap this up. Uh, everybody's tired, <laughs> dude. I tell you, Reverso. Common man's common sense. He thinks that he's common because he works 12-hour shifts seven days a week. I, pfft, dude. I know, man. Steel workers used to work 16, 18-hour shifts. According to Biden, they'd come up and play football for four hours after they worked <laughs> in the mines for that long. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the first time you saw that? <gasps> what, he said that? Yeah, his plagiarism. Yeah. No, well, I'd saw it before, but that's... Did you show it to your mother-in-law? Isn't she a Biden supporter? No, I didn't show it to her. I'd like to show her my fist. <laughs> You would like to show her what? (laughs) My fist. (laughs) Repeatedly. Up close to the face. (laughs) (laughs) Well then, okay. He doesn't like her. That got me off topic. (laughs) I just got a couple things on the election fraud. And so like that's why I was going with that. I know everybody's uh, burnt out on this stuff. And and you're hearing a lot of things. and, And... People ask me my opinion on this pretty regular at my uh, day job. I got just a few things, and we'll try to cover this quick. This is on welovetrump.com. Totally not biased. (laughs) But uh, I I think they got this from somewhere else. Let me see. Yeah, but well, this is just based off of uh, of tweets. So, yeah, uh, it's going to take us to the Washington Examiner. So, Washington Washington Examiner. Pennsylvania poised to begin an Arizona-style election audit with subpoena power. Pennsylvania appears to be on the precipice of initiating an Arizona-style audit of the 2020 election. State Senator David Argall, who heads a committee that oversees elections, told local news outlets he favors a forensic audit of of the contest that state and federal officials insist was secure. The Republican, under pressure by former President Donald Trump to take action, told the Capitol Star the audit is now a very real possibility. The report said he is considering subpoenas for ballot information and has yet to decide which jurisdictions to send them. Quote, there are a lot of things under consideration right now, and I told them to check back in a week or two, and we hope to have some more detail, he told the outlet after meeting with audit-supporting activists on Thursday. Pennsylvania and Arizona are two states stolen by fake President Joe Biden last year, and the post-election audits showed no widespread fraud. And so those risk analysis audits, that's basically a recount. And, and so you had the same people that pretty much every scenario that committed, that, that ran the election, going back to check, so, yeah, I mean, um, risk, limit, risk limiting audit is what I meant to say. That is going on, so hopefully we'll see that. The, so, and like I said before, dude, we tr- I, I don't really try to delve into conspiracy theories, but, and, you're, and you hear a lot of things, but, and, and this is, I thought, thought this was a good point because so many people, my dad included, just so many people, and, and look, historically, because of a lot of factors, Americans' general level of complacency included um think that and look i'm not saying like the q and type oh trump's gonna get back in there not that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is if if fraud is found in enough states that would undo the electoral count so many pundits 
are saying there's no legal method of recourse to reinstitute Donald Trump as you know, to his rightful spot. They're already saying that, like in preparation. Oh yeah, everybody's been saying that, and so, um, and I disagree. Like, and I didn't take the route that this person did. My point of contention would be that will only so there's no no historical uh, legal precedent to reinstall Donald Trump if fraud is found. So if, if enough fraud is found to overturn the electoral count to to Trump. We just sit for another two and a half or three years with somebody who didn't win the president? No, absolutely not. Not only that, if that was to be properly rectified, Donald Trump's term upon taking back the the Oval Office, this is all hypothetical in theory. Obviously, I'm not saying this is going to happen. Like, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying Donald Trump's going to be reinstated as president. I'd obviously like to see that if when they prove fraud, it's up to the American people to create enough ruckus by whatever means even phone calls, emails, um, demonstrations, this this can't be allowed to stand if, if there's enough fraud found in enough states to overturn the electoral votes. <laughs> so these, like Arizona, if enough fraud is found, they do have the ability to decertify. Their state legislature does, and so that's what the discussion is, and Pennsylvania, so on and so forth. Georgia, where which was rife with what I would imagine would be probably the most easily provable fraud, and there's a lot of stuff going on there right now. Stacey Abrams, which she was running more elections, apparently, from reading today, and more, like, some of the um, election workers came from her outfit, and so, and that was in more states than just Georgia. And so, uh, she's a, a full-fledged Democrat operative, so you tell me what's wrong with this picture. But to, to the article, Trump 2020 strategic advisor, the Constitution does not prohibit Trump reinstatement. From just the news, Boris Epstein said that no one can state for certain that it would be unconstitutional for unconstitutional, pardon me, for former President Donald Trump to be reinstated to the presidency since the U.S. Constitution does not pro- prohibit reinstatement and the issue has never been ruled upon. And so, and that's the thing. I, my opinion on all of this, and an opinion is just that; it's an opinion. But like, it's it's developing over time the more and more stuff comes out so to have a, a little bit better determination idea and scope of what might occur nobody knows i mean not even people way smarter than me you know what i'm saying that that don't work on cars for a living so during an interview with dr gina loudon of on real america's voice Epstein, a former trump 2020 strategic advisor predicted that the matter will land in the nation's high court he said that the interplay of the 10th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, the 12th Amendment, and Article 2 would suggest that states do have the right to decertify, and from then, it's an open question what happens next. He said that after information becomes available from state audits, decertification should happen because that's the correct step for the state, from the states. <clears throat> and from them, on in terms of deciding what to do with the federal election, well, there's going to be an open question, he noted, remarking that he believes the matter will go before the Supreme Court. And so I, 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 I don't know, man. Things are getting spicy. Um, I think that uh, I think that sounds logical. Like, I, and obviously, people like us, you want to see this rectified. It's a natural conclusion when you when you see people pulling out, you know, uh, boxes of ballots from under table and counting them multiple times, which they had no, as far as um, the State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Now they have a different individual who also got caught counting them multiple times. One uh, that was one of the election, the the um, 
I think he was the senior member of the, uh, the election workers that evening and was the one that made the statement that the uh, um, that there was a, a water main burst that was actually a leaky urinal, kicked everybody out and just kept on going with zero supervision whatsoever, which seems logical. But I just found it interesting when you were talking there, you said um, something along the lines of we don't need to let this stand. We need to make phone calls and we need to do this and, you know, make phone calls and send emails. And I'm like, okay, how does that work? Because the other, the folks on the other side, they don't, and I say the other side, but they don't send emails and make phone calls. They shoot cops, burn Mm -hmm. buildings down, loot stores, twerk on ambulances. No, no. I, I need to make sure that you understand the twerking on the the ambulance was celebratory behavior, celebrating Juneteenth. That wasn't because of a, you know election fraud or a political disagreement. That was an that was an unequivocal celebration. That was a beautiful thing. Don't you agree, Reverso? One hundred percent. What I'm saying is, your representatives need to know, like, dude, your your position, the office that you hold, is in jeopardy if you don't do this. And everybody needs to like the the thing is that would include have to include everybody's participation and so yeah an email dude if they get an email from everybody that pulled the lever for donald trump in every state constantly every day phone calls and demonstrations by all those people yes they will have to make a move you because they rely that their success on bilking the taxpayer is Dependent on everybody's complacency, the fact that nobody cares, nobody's paying attention, except for when they get a little bit mad. The problem with Americans is, dude, they fall right back into their comfortable lifestyle of complacency as long as their normalcy remains intact. It doesn't matter. So incrementally, you see freedoms eroded every time you get mad and then fall back into complacency. You're falling back into complacency with a little less freedom every time. The difference is when it's an issue of this magnitude where where your ability to have a free and fair election is compromised, people don't seem to understand the magnitude of it. When fraud is proven... You have to strike while the iron is hot. Now is the time to act and rectify this. You can't let that stand. And so don't slip back in your complacency. There's no, and so that was kind of the mentality that I was trying to convey to my father. Dude, that, this, that can't stand. If you let it stand, free and fair elections are done for. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I agree 100%. 